news and do the other terrible stuff. Do some fun stuff. You know, do some self-care. You know, Yeah. Get on Zoom or something. Go make a cocktail. Terrence got a new cocktail set. Go make you come up with you yeah, a new exactly. cocktail. You know, do something yeah, to... I may just do that. To, get you, to give yeah. your mind a little bit of break. You're listening to the Snob OS Podcast. The podcast for Apple Snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And you're listening and or watching the Snob West Show, the show where we talk all things Apple and then some. Happy New Year, everyone. We made it right. to 2021. Welcome Did back. We? <laughs> Did we, though? Technically, it's December 37th, uh, 2020, but we're just going to say, you know, it's January uh, 2021. Um uh, welcome back. Welcome to the first episode of the Snob OS show. Um, we had a really um, great pre-show um, where we talked about some uh, some really um, some really some of the thing about some of the things that's been going on um, in our country, as well as catching up and and getting back into the groove of of the the new year. So with that being said, if you want access to that type of content, you can become a Patreon and you can support us for as little as $5 a month. With that $5, you get access to our live taping, which is every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You also get access to the pre-show and you also get access to our Discord chat. And if you were in the pre-show, you would have heard about what's going on with the discord chat but join become a patron and you too can get the inside information all right so let's go ahead and get started we like to start off um every year by reviewing our last year's tech predictions and also putting out our new year tech predictions so we will start off with our 2020 tech predictions and see how we did all right terrence you want to start with yours yeah, so the first one I had was, uh, I predicted this first of last year, that Apple would come out with a smaller, less expensive iPhone. And that prediction looks like it was true, because not only did they do the iPhone SE 2, which was uh, less expensive, they also came out with the iPhone 12 mini, mm-hmm. which was even smaller than the iPhone SE 2. So they came out with two smaller, less expensive, you know, not the same type of features, but something more affordable to reach out to the uh, group of people who, you know, would, you know, not have any other choice but to gravitate towards a lower cost Android. Mm -hmm. Now they have two options to get a entry level iPhone and then, you know, see how they like it or if their situations change, then they can upgrade to the iPhone proper. So I'll take a, a check for Ding. that tech prediction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first prediction from 2020 was the lowly air power mat. I said it was going to come back <laughs> and it was going to be rebranded. And that has um, that's fake news. It's dead. It's buried. <laughs> it's it's not coming back ever in life. They gave us the mm-hmm. MagSafe, but no, no air power mat. So much so that they have. I think we talked about this before that they are working with third party um, companies that already have like a a, a power mat. Um, you know. Right. So so yeah. So no. I think um, uh, one of some of the companies. Uh, there's one. That pops up in my head. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like you said, they've pretty much said, y'all do that. We're going to let y'all have that over there. We're not doing it anymore. Right. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So uh, my second one was um, Apple was going to add the ability to let users add gift cards to Apple Cash or Apple Wallet. Because right now with Apple Wallet, if you've got a debit card, if you've got a credit card, you can add that to Apple Wallet, and then when you go to pay, you can use your watch or your phone, or if you're on the internet, use your iPad or your Mac 
to make purchases. What I thought would be a dope idea would be if Apple gave the ability to like if you go to the grocery store and, you know, in the, in the you know, if you're uh, cashing out or going to the register, they've got the 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 I forget kiosk with all the, the different, different kind cards. of gift cards. You, know, you, you, can get, you can get an Amex or a Visa. You can get a, a, a restaurant. Depot, yeah. Netflix, restaurant. Yeah. You would be able to purchase those. And then Apple Wallet would give you the ability to add those to Apple Wallet. So when you go, you know, to the movie theaters, when you go to Home Depot, whatever that gift card was for, you could actually use your phone, your watch, tablet, uh, computer to actually make those per- purchases. Uh, that did not happen. <laughs> Apple is they want to keep it within their own ecosystem and they want you to use the Apple credit card, apparently, because uh, outside of credit cards, debit cards, you cannot as of yet add gift cards to Apple Cash, which would have came in handy because all my family wanted to do was give my kids money for Christmas this year. And we had to figure out how to get that into their bank accounts when they simply could have given them a gift card and they could have could have added that to uh, Apple Wallet. So that tech prediction, thumbs down, did not work. All right. So my next prediction was a wallet, uh, Apple Wallet update. While we did get an update, it's not what I originally was hoping for. Um, You can add multiple cards now. Um, You can, I know I recently added my insurance card to it. Um, I think when we made this predict, when I made this prediction, I was thinking you can add your driver's license. You can add, um, you know, individual gift cards. You could, you know, do so much more with your phone and this wallet rather than having, you know, all these uh, actual physical wallet. You could have a digital wallet that literally you could put, stack all of your things in there, all the things that are important. Mm -hmm. Like I said, driver's license, passport, or, you know, um, insurance cards. While you can add insurance cards, I I have Aetna and they allow you to do that. I think that's something more with Aetna working in partnership with um, Apple rather than Apple having this broad way for people to be able to use it. So there was an update. There were improvements to um, Apple Wallet, but not to the level that I was hoping for. So this is kind of a a midway kind of, yes. (laughs) All right. So uh, my third one was um, Apple or technology in general was going to advance to where We wouldn't have to use our phones or our watches or, you know, some of the credit cards have the NFC or the wireless option. We were going to be able to do like uh, Amazon is trying out with in the Whole Foods to where they are going to use facial recognition to be able to recognize who I am and then link that to some sort of credit card or some sort of payment. You know, if I'm at a vendor like a food truck place, they could hold their phone up, scan my face. Uh, you know, and that will link to my many different, you know, payment options. And then I go about my business. Uh, Amazon, outside of Amazon, nobody's doing that. So I'm a, I'll am i take an L on that one because it hasn't reached any sort of swell to where anybody outside of Amazon. Now, the FBI and the, and the feds <laughs> are trying to <laughs> track us in other ways, mm-hmm. but not to pay for stuff, you know, so I'll take an L on that one. <laughs> All right. And my next one is I said AI integration uh, in a tangible and visible way, visual way. I have this as a kind of as well, because as we've seen with like some sporting events um, with COVID, um, you're you were able to be at the game, but not be at the game. Um, We have some kind we had some sort of augmented, you know, reality type of integrations as well. So we kind of had some of this, but not fully. But what I do believe is with the year of COVID that we had in 2020, I think people are going to be, I think we're going to see some real um, trends and transitions as it relates to how we use augmented reality in in virtual reality and um, AI. That's, I guess, more for the next year's prediction. But um, I, I think we've started, you know, with this, um, particularly, like I said, since we're in COVID, but not fully as it could be. So. Right, right. 
All right, and let's see. Uh, my last one was uh, we will witness a form of cyber attack. And um, we did have something. I can't remember what it the was. The solar winds. Oh. Ah, that we yes, talked about before we left. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. So, um, you know, we haven't, they still haven't given us all the information, but apparently, you know, towards the end of the year, uh, it was announced or discovered that um uh i don't i think russia i think we it was russia everybody but yeah everybody but the president said it was russia um they were able to infiltrate you know a whole bunch of different federal government offices nsa fbi yeah the alphabet soup of government departments and we don't know what they got we don't know i think they kind of get got a window when they got in but we don't know what they got, if they're still in, if they were ever kicked out because this uh, current administration has been doing other stuff. So all that to say, and it kind of tied down to this government contractor, uh, SolarWinds, who were doing some real basic stuff, or let me rephrase, wasn't doing the real basic stuff in order to keep people out. Some people got at high-level access. They were able to then use that. Uh, to infiltrate the, you know, the government offices, the government departments as a whole. So you could consider that as a cyber attack because, again, uh, they attacked us. They were successful. We're not sure how they're going to use that data because, again, we don't know exactly what they got yet. But, you know, time will tell. But I will take that as a yes on my predictions in the sense that, yes, we were uh, attacked by, you know, major, major departments were attacked and they were not attacked physically. They did it all via the Internet. All right. And I have two more. Um, iPhone redesign. Um, I wrote last year more of a hope than a prediction. And we got the iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Uh mini, iPhone 12 Pro, iPhone 12 Pro Max. So yay for that. I'll, I'll take that. And the, <laughs> that's a, that's a soft that was an easy one, but hey, we come hard. <laughs> but hey, and then this one as well, um, new Apple hardware. And we know we always get new Apple hardware. But um, I think the biggest thing I, I have here, iPad Pro, iPhone, Apple Watch. But I think the biggest thing is the release of the M1 chip um, in the um, uh, MacBook Air. Um, MacBook Mm -hmm. Pro and the Mac mini. So Mm -hmm. I'll take that one too. All All right. right. All right. So that's for 2020. Not too shabby, Mm -hmm. not too bad. Um, We were kind of on trend. Was there anything that came out that we were surprised by? I, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I would say the the iPhone 12 mini, you know, I would assume that they when they did the iPhone SE 2, um, that would have been enough. But since they did do the iPhone 12 mini, which is even smaller, uh, I, I would I, I would I guess that would be a surprise because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you 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 think when you think of Apple, you know, you think of the brand loyalty, you think they can charge whatever. So they're not really going to. They give you one opportunity for entry level device, but less expensive. Mm-hmm. But they gave us two, so I, I maybe that could be a surprise. But uh, I can't think of anything Apple or otherwise that was uh, truly, truly surprising. Surprising, no. Apple Car, maybe, but we don't even know if that's a real, real thing or not. Well, they're talking about it. Yeah. Uh, it's rumored. Um, why not? But you know, no concrete evidence come out of that no. yet. All right, so let's pop into our 2021 tech predictions. I'm going to be honest, I haven't really given a whole lot of thought to this because it's the Wild Wild West out here. And my focus has been on the TV, on the news, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, are we dead yet? Are we dead yet? But um, we do have a few things to, to, to talk about. So you want to start with your first prediction? Yeah, so um, Apple came out with the uh, HomePod Mini this year. Which you cannot get. I've been trying for months to get one. And it's so hard to get one. Right. Super inexpensive. What is it? $99? $99, yeah. Right. To to pair with the regular HomePod, which is still a thing. I think that's like 
199 mm-hmm. or 249 I think the price of that is. So yeah, 199 So with the HomePod Mini, they announced all these cool features. You know, multiple people can, it'll remember your voice. So if I come in and say, play this song, it'll recognize who I am. It'll pull that song from my playlist. And then if my wife or my kids come in, they it'll pull it from their playlist. So it'll recognize the new technology within the HomePods will recognize who you are. Another additional thing that they'll do is you can use HomePod minis as an intercom. So if you've got them set up in multiple places in the house, you can actually say, hey, everybody come down to dinner. It'll, you know, go out to those respective HomePod, you know, the HomePod and HomePod mini. And they did tighter integration with HomeKit. So, you know, unlock doors, you know, uh, who's at the front door, you know, what unlock the door, you know, all those type of things. Um, so, and also they sound good, right? And mm-hmm. they're good price. So all that to say, I don't think Apple is going to stop at the home pods. My prediction for 2021, I think Apple is going to release a sound bar that you can use as your home entertainment speaker. Now you can technically use the home pod, the bigger one. And set set your Apple TV up to AirPlay, or if you've got another AirPlay compatible device like a TV, you can set that up to wirelessly technically play your TV sound through those speakers. But if you think of like a traditional sound bar, you know I've got uh, Sonos sound bars that, in addition to doing wireless whole whole house audio. I can, with a optical cable or an HDI ca- HDMI cable, I can physically connect that to my television and all of my TV sound with a wire can be connected to this sound bar. You can't do that with the HomePod Mini. You have to rely on uh, AirPlay 2, and you can't do that with both of the devices. I think it's the HomePod Mini you can't do it with. Uh, you can only do the AirPlay. I can't remember. I have to do some research on that. All that to say... Uh, the HomePod Minis are not a true home entertainment TV speaker. So I think Apple is going to come out with a sound bar, so, sound pod, maybe, I don't know, bar mini, uh, whatever the <laughs> name of it. They're going to come out with a traditional uh, home entertainment sound bar that I can physically connect to my television to have all of my movies, you know, Roku, Apple TV. If you're using just a regular smart TV, you can connect that to this Apple soundbar and pump your regular television TV through it in addition to connecting it to the other devices, doing the intercom, doing all the stuff that you can do with a HomePod. They're going to add that technology and then some to this Apple soundbar that they're going to release maybe in October, November of next year after they announce the iPhone 13 or whatever they call it. Okay. Um, For me, I think um, we are going to see a cheap version of uh, an SE version, if you will, of AirPod Pros. We've seen SE versions of um, the iPhones. We now have like a mini cheaper version of the HomePod. So I think um, we are going to see a low cost alternative um, uh, AirPods Pro. Okay. All right. So my second one, I only got two because I'm same thing with Nika. I've been plugged into my television for the past two days. Like I'm pretty sure everybody else is, you know, I was going to make the joke that, you know, there's a picture out, you know, to where you can see they did like a bar graph of, you know, was yesterday, you know, seven o'clock. It started to go up and at around 12 o'clock, it got to the middle, wasn't at the top because, <laughs> who's productive 100% all day long, but it was like up there. And then one or two o'clock when all this crazy stuff happened, everybody's productivity went down to nothing. So uh, I'll, you know, add myself to that list. And so Yeah, my last work email, my last work email was at like 1215. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I didn't get anything else. No IMs, right. nobody bugging me, nothing. I thought my, e- right. I thought my so internet connection was down because I was like, wait a minute, I don't have anything coming in. Right. Right. So all that to say, you know, we've been I've been distracted, so I didn't really give this the protect predictions much thought. But uh, seeing as if we're in this new uh, covid uh, pandemic era 
And I think everybody is being figured out how to still run business, but make it safer, make it easier, make it more convenient. I'm actually going to take uh, Nika's prediction from last year with the whole wallet uh, update. And I'm going to use that as my tech prediction for 2021. Uh, and the proof of that, uh, so that prediction is they're going to uh, make digital wallets more accessible to different things. Driver's license, medical IDs, dentists, you know, passports. Uh, one of the things, the reason why I want to use that this year is because this whole vaccination thing that's starting to make its way into our everyday lives, you know, states, governments, offices, they're going to, they're going to have to figure out one, how to better let people know that they're available and eligible for vaccination, number one. And then two, they need to figure out how to then proof that you've been vaccinated. So I think um, companies, states out there already trying to come up with mobile apps, come up with, you know, IDs and all these different digital ways. Um, I think that's going to carry over into other ways as well. So in addition to this year, seeing, uh, COVID vaccination apps to where you can hold your phone up and they'll be able to scan your um, your barcode to tell whether or not you've been vaccinated. What stage are you at in the vaccination? You know, there's some of them out there to where you got to take two, two doses. Shots, yeah. So, right. So you'll be able to scan your wallet. They'll be able to tell if you've had one or both, you know, and then if you're traveling, like, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. There are some airlines or some travel companies that are requiring you show proof that you've been vaccinated before you can travel. So um, you'll be able to use your phone for that. And I just think that's going to carry over. And then more people are going to start adopting that. More people are going to start using mobile wallets to pay for things. They're going to start using more wallet, mobile wallets for, you know, health identification. And then, you know, in addition to this whole COVID thing. So I think mobile wallet is going to be the main, it's going to be, it's going to be main mainstream in 2021. So that's my second and final prediction of this year. And my second and final prediction is I think we are going to have widespread widespread access and mainstream access to um, AR devices. Um, I remember, if you remember a while back, um, they had the Google Glass. I think um, with the technology that we have now, with the way that we use this vision uh computation, visual computation, I think we are going to see um, devices that aren't just concept or just a couple people have them. I think, um, I, I want to say I was looking uh, around and, and hearing rumblings. I think maybe Facebook is doing something with this. I think Apple may be doing something with this, but I think where we are in technology and where we are in society, particularly with, you know, the, the lockdown phase of this and the way that I think our society is going out. We're, there's no going back to normal. It's only going to new at this point. And I think um, we'll have a, a actual mainstream access where you can actually, anybody can go in and physically buy um, an everyday usage AR device. I'm not talking about like your Oculus or your virtual headsets for gaming. I'm talking about for practical everyday pur purpose purposes. I think uh, we're going to get some sort of device for that. Okay. Uh, Apple is, I again, same thing with the Apple car. I think they are, have been rumored to do some, so, some sort of Apple glass. Um, I'm surprised you mentioned in addition to just using Oculus, uh, just as a side note, I'm surprised that the NBA, the NFL, you know, any sort of sporting are really, they're not knocking down the doors of virtual reality, augmented reality to get people virtually to these sporting events because I think the NBA does it uh, a little bit, but they really don't promote it. You know, Oculus really doesn't promote it. You know, you, this would be the perfect opportunity to say, hey, you want the court side or, you know, home court experience in your living room mm -hmm. with these things on your head and blah, 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 blah. But they're really. so, so they're I'm so focused they on been doing it. They're so focused on getting people back physically into the building because I get it. Parking is money. People flying in is money. Concessions, Concessions are money. Trinkets, mm -hmm. you know, those type of things. I get it. But I think they're really missing the boat on this. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, all right. So those are our prediction predictions for the year. We'll make sure we keep an eye on that. And, you know, like I said, when they come up, we'll definitely, you know, check them off the list if they come up early. (laughs) All right. That's it for our tech predictions. Let's go ahead and hop into the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. We only have a couple of things to to talk about uh, this week in the lowdown because we did spend quite a bit of time going through our tech prediction. So let's go ahead and get started with the news for the lowdown. Um, I don't think really anybody is too surprised, but um, Apple did announce that they had record spending um, in the App Store this year for the holidays. Um, in, in the article that I'm reading from 9to5Mac, $540 million alone on New Year's Day. So um, people are spending money. Uh, and they are spending a lot of it. Um, it looks like overall, um, the App Store has uh, made developers more than $200 billion since its launch in uh, 2008. So that's what, just over um, 20 years? No. Yep. 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 Um, and it, it also said that, you know, um, App Store customers spent... Um, 1.8 billion on digital goods and services over the week between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So that's roughly mm-hmm. a week and a half. Um, that's right. 1.8 billion with the B. And as I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, at the top of the story, 400, 540 million on New Year's Eve, um, uh, on New Year's Day alone. So somebody mm-hmm. got some money and somebody I can attest didn't. to that. <laughs> I can attest to that because my middle child, she used just about all her Christmas money on in-app purchases in Roblox. Roblox. What is it? Roblox. 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 Yeah. The the app is called Roblox and she bought Robux to then use in the store. So she used a nice a nice amount of money to where I was like, are you sure you want to spend it? And she's like, yep, I'm sure. And wasted it. Let me not say waste. Cause one man's trash. I guess she, she got used value it. Out of it. <laughs> right. So I guess that was worth it to her. You know, like I said, I got peanut in the, in the, in the, in the uh, pre-show, I got peanut M&Ms for Christmas. So, so your you peanut know, M&Ms that, were her Robux. Right. And that was <laughs> valuable to me. So I guess that's valuable to her, I suppose. But yeah, she, she added to that number all that to say (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i just thought that was just interesting to note that uh the amount of money that's being spent in the app store is is pretty wild all right um the next thing the last story that we have in the lowdown um i think we talked about spotify before in their integrations with um ios devices but it looks like they have started um beta testing a redesign for carplay so um not only does spotify um update their iOS app. It looks like they are now coming not only for your phones and devices to listen to music, they are coming for your car. So, um, so, uh, as I mentioned, uh, there's a, a standalone, um, uh, uh, app for, for Spotify. And now they have this beta for, uh, CarPlay. Um, and, uh, it's being, uh, most, app uh testing is done through test flight which is apple's um, testing platform for their applications but it looks like um they have um started the testing on on this new feature for carplay i believe you have carplay in one of your vehicles yeah and basically you know so spotify is just you know of course apple music they're going to highlight all their features so with carplay and if i'm using apple music you get all these features i can see you know, all the different playlists, I can do all the different things. Well, Spotify is trying to step it up. And basically, the, like the main feature I see here is you can see what's next in your uh, Spotify queue without actually flipping your phone. Because, of course, while you're driving, you know, you don't want to be playing with your phone. So they're giving that in-dash experience to where you can have more functionality with Spotify, like being able to see what's next in your, you know, Spotify playlist or Spotify queue, whatever, you know, whatever you're listening to, you can actually see what's up next, you know, by going through the enter the user interface via CarPlay. So that's like the main feature that they're touting. But again, we won't, we won't know until that rolls out. But again, like I said, you know, 
one of my ultimate goals would be to use my phone for everything, mm-hmm. you know, and all my entertainment, whether it be in the home or in the car, I should be able to connect my phone to my entertainment system in my car and all of that, you know, all my data, all my information, all my entertainment should translate over to the, you know, receiver in my car. So this is just another example of us getting more options to eventually get to that point. Cool. And like you said, I think Spotify is really like they are now heavily into podcasting. I think they are trying to come for, I won't just say Apple, but they are coming for the whole, you know, entertainment game as far as music and, and podcasting to make sure that all their devices are e- that everybody's device is easily acceptable, accessible to Spotify and their apps, regardless of the, the ecosystem that you're in. Right. All right. That's it for the lowdown. Let's head on over to second string where we talk all other tech. Um, we have quite a few stories to talk about, um, in second string today, starting with you, the ubiquitous, uh, Facebook, Um, as we've talked about in a couple of different, um, episodes that Facebook has really been fighting this new, um, privacy feature, um, that, uh, that Apple has implemented in iOS 14 so much as to, uh, take out full page ads and newspapers, um, you know, come up with, you know, uh, petty little, um, uh, sayings and pop-ups on, on their platform. And now I, it looks like. Apple, I mean, Facebook is finally coming to the realization that they are going to have to comply with the new privacy features that are implemented in iOS 14. And they are now telling their business users because that's how they came at the angle that they came out with trying to fight it was it's going to hurt small businesses. So now they are, you know, finally relenting, so to speak, and they are putting out to their business, um, users that they have to follow through with this, this, these privacy features. I don't personally, I don't think that business users have a big issue with this. It's more on the Facebook end, but they have to, you know, it's, it's all a show and a dance and they have to put out a stunt that we fought tirelessly to, to help you and protect you. But unfortunately you big, bad tech company, even though they're a big, bad tech company, you know, we have to follow their rules. We don't, we're against it. We don't believe it, but this is what we have to do. Yeah. So their quote says, uh, Facebook told businesses that while it disagrees with Apple's solution, it has no choice but to show the opt-in prompt and continue using Apple's device identifier for advertising. The company states that it believes that Apple could block Facebook and its other apps from the App Store if it doesn't comply, bringing further harm to the businesses and users that rely on our services. So clearly, Facebook is trying to say, hey, this ain't us. We're not trying to be like Fortnite and get pulled from the app store. Right. But it is what it is. So, I mean, you know, again, just this goes back to, you know, um, Facebook, you know, they're going to have to decide, you know, do they want to provide a experience for their users and users can trust that their data is going to stay in house or are they going to say, we need to make as much money as possible. So however we can get their data is however we're going to get it and everything else be damned. So they've got a decision to make here mm-hmm. and Apple's not making it easy on them. <laughs> right. Or Apple's making a decision for them rather. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, I, like I said before, it's one of those, you know, we fought the good fight. We did all we could. And now we have to to relent. But it's all all a big all a big show. All right, let's head on over to the next story. WhatsApp. Um, We all know that WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. And no matter how hard you try and fight it, um, as we just mentioned in the the previous uh, article about the sharing of the data, um, WhatsApp uh, is going to share your data with Facebook. And there's essentially nothing you can do about it. They're going to share. And they swore. <laughs> I can clearly remember when Facebook bought WhatsApp. They said, we are not. We mm-hmm. will not. We are not going to share data with Facebook or Facebook's not going to share data with WhatsApp and vice versa. Well, 
you know, what, four years later? It's 2021. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> here yeah. we are. Um, and according to this article, um, Facebook bought WhatsApp for, for $19 billion with a B dollars. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, again, in this article, they're saying they gave reassurances in a blog post that um, I'll read just a part of the, the quote. There has also been a lot of inaccurate and careless information circulating about our future partnership, what uh, would mean uh, for WhatsApp's users' data and privacy. I like to set the record straight. And they go on to say that they respect the privacy um, and, you know, they built uh, WhatsApp to, uh, to, with the goal of having to know as little as possible. And just because they're partnering with Facebook doesn't mean that they're going to change their values. Well, $19 billion later, they're changing their values and mm-hmm. your data is, is going to Facebook. Yep. Yep. So, I mean... What do you expect is going to happen for nineteen billion dollars? You gonna tell me not what I'm? You can't tell me what I'm gonna do with my with my stuff. No, sorry, we want the data. We're gonna get it, especially now with this whole Apple deal. They're like, nope, we need all the data we can get, and we will take it from WhatsApp if we can't get it uh, the way we normally want to. And we have control over WhatsApp, so we can make that happen. Yep. All right. Um, the next thing we have. Um, I haven't read this one, so. Well, so, and it's, I'm going to keep it really short because my, it, I didn't want to, uh, I had to have proof of my tech prediction, right? My mm-hmm. tech prediction was, you know, Apple's going to roll out or make, not, not just Apple, we are going to start using digital wallets more, right? So I try to come up with some proof and the, the proof that I'm sourcing is with this whole COVID thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now we've got all these vaccinations coming out and I just wanted to highlight these two stories. So I'm gonna make it real quick. Um, New York has a, I am eligible app that determines COVID-19 vaccination schedules. So, you know, if you haven't been paying attention to the news prior to yesterday, you know, this whole rollout of the vaccination hasn't been going as well. You know, the the administration at the middle of the year said we plan to roll out 20 million vaccinations. But as of right now, nine, at the, if I'm guessing right, there's only been nine million uh, vaccinations um, administered. So, you know, leave it to technology to try to make this a little bit easier. So New York is rolling out this app that uh, lets you literally check it to see if you're eligible for the actual um, vaccination. If you are eligible, the app will then connect you to where you can get the shot and allow you to schedule an appointment. So in one app on your smartphone, you can see if you're eligible and find out if if you are eligible, find out where you can take it and how to schedule an appointment. To me, that's a no brainer. Why didn't the government come up with this in the first place? That's a whole other story. But, but we know why. And I just wanted to, sh- right, right. But we know why. But I just wanted to share that story to say that this digital wallet thing with your smartphone being the digital wallet is going to have more practical uses, i.e. the vaccination. So in addition to that, there are some people who still can't stay still. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure a lot of people are itching to take this vaccination, not to stay healthy, not to not contaminate other people, but... They need to take their family vacation. They need to so, go to the clubs. They need to go know, smoke hookah. They need to go to yeah. brunch. Right, right. So this other story, I just wanted to share, you know, further proof that we're going to need our smartphones to, you know, um, prove that you've actually been vaccinated. So there are some airlines and I'll put the right link in there, but there are uh, Delta Airlines, Lithuania Airlines, a couple other airlines and a couple other of um, travel companies are rolling out or will be rolling out apps that will enable you to prove that you have, in fact, been vaccinated. So instead of you carrying around some sort of ID card, uh, vaccination ID card, so instead of you carrying around some sort of passport or some document that you have to carry around everywhere, if you do travel or you do want to take part in this, whatever the case may be, that a requirement will be you have to be vaccinated. You'll be able to use this digital wallet, you know, pull it out, show it to whomever and improve you have been in vac- uh, vaccinated fully 
or depending on which one you take, you know, what stage you're in. If you're in the first stage or the second stage, I even heard they're trying to split the first one uh, up so more people can get vaccinated with apparently nothing because it's not as useful in the one dose. Yeah, you need both doses. Right. They're talking about, anyway, side story, all (laughs) that to say, uh, with this app, you'll be able to show what stage of the vaccination part you're in or if you've completely been vaccinated. So I just wanted to pull those two stories out to show that this digital wallet thing, it's a real thing and it's coming. So I just wanted to put that out there. Get prepared. Now, I wonder how this is going to work for people who don't have smartphones. Are they still going to have that some people? Because there's still some people with the flip. Is, right, right. I would hope they would then, you know, the good old text message, SMS, you know, being able to text a number to someone and so forth to uh, check your status. So, you know, um, maybe there's a way. I didn't read anything to say how they're going to address that. My guess is, you know, they have to figure out something. You know, or I guess you'll just have to carry a document. But yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's smart people. So I would assume they come up with uh, some way to be able to, you know, give you an ID number, give you a, a something to where they can then go check and verify. Like a social security card. But I mean, I, at the same time, we have people that aren't housed. So I don't know how that'll work either. It may just go back to just good old fashioned paper. Yeah. For the for the for the minority cases, because, you know, pretty much a lot of people, most people have smartphones. There are some who don't and some who choose not to and some who can't. But for the most part, um, you know, everybody, mostly everybody has a smartphone. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's it for a second string. Let's head over to for the culture where we talk about. about any cultural relevant thing we want to. And um, this week, um, as we alluded to earlier in the show, and as we talked about on the pre-show, you know, Donald Trump and his incitement of the riots and the attempted coup um, at the um, US Capitol on on yesterday. So how we wanted to tie this in um, for the culture, it looks like uh, the platforms, when I say platforms, I mean it's social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they are all finally taking action two weeks before he leaves office on um, the outgoing president. Um, Facebook and Instagram um, indefinitely revoked his access to the platform. Um, Twitter took down um, the video that he made. Um, people were calling for him when the violence was at its peak. People were calling for him to come out and calm down his supporters who were taking over the Capitol in his name. Um, so he did send out a tweet um, about keeping it peaceful. That was enough because they were still raging lunatics, you know, destroying the Capitol. So then he was forced to put out a video and the video was not helpful at all. Um, they're good people. Right. They're special. Oh, he called them. They're your special. We love, we love you. you. We understand why you're doing this, but you know, right. go home. Um, so um, he had that. Vi- he had that video on um, pretty much all the platforms. And like I said, um, Facebook, uh, which owns Instagram as well, um, indefinitely suspended his accounts. Twitter pulled down the videos and the tweets that were associated, and said that if he does something else like this. They are going to, because he's suspended on Twitter as well, but they haven't revoked his access. He can, you know, get back on. But they said that if he does anything like that again, they will, you know, permanently revoke his access according to Twitter rules. Mm-hmm. So my question and is, not, and it's not just, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to do a quick, another rundown. So it's not just Facebook, the popular ones, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, YouTube. Uh, we'll finish Trump and other channels that continue to spread electric lies. Shopify took down the campaign store. You're not buying no more hats. Right. Twitch removed his account. Um, he had a Twitch let's account? See, who else? That's crazy. I, I, apparently because they yanked that too. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, yeah. anything that's socially or media related, they're pretty much icing the old boy out. 
So mm-hmm. I have a question, but honestly, we know the answer to it. Why yeah. do you think it took so long for them to finally <laughs> take down and silence Trump? There's no ramifications a week and a half, two weeks out from him leaving office anyway. I mean, you know, you could make the argument that, you know, now after, you know, um, Biden gets inaugurated on the 20th or the 21st, I can't remember which day. Um, but even after he gets inaugurated, he'll become a civilian so he can use these accounts, you know, with the exception of the president of the United States, those official accounts will go over to Biden. But Donald Trump, all the heat that he's been tweeting is from his account, not the president's account, you know, so he'll become a civilian and he can use those things however he wants, you know. So, you know, I guess the argument against why now, well, you know, uh, we're sending him a message. But again, you know, um, to answer your question, you know, less, you know, liability for them, you know, because they did this before this, they did this whole dance of back and forth and they'll put a caption at the bottom of his tweets, say for real, you know, um, this, this tweet or this post may contain, you know, wrong information here, click this link to see relevant, whatever the case may be. They kind of did this back and forth. Facebook, you know, well, Mark Zuckerberg specifically said, well, I, I think, you know, all the stuff that they did, you know, they kind of danced around the idea because they didn't want to be held liable. So now everybody at the, as a result of this stuff that went down yesterday, everybody is kind of in agreement that this was wrong. So now they can say, yeah, yeah, that's right. We, it's wrong too. You know, uh, they want to be on the right side of history, basically. Jump on the bandwagon. So, but, <laughs> exactly. Jump on the bandwagon and say, this is what we're doing. Same way when, you know, George Floyd, uh, in the summertime, all these companies and all these corporations said diversity and inclusion. And, you know, all the commercials came out, you know, all you, the black the companies are trying to make sure. Sh- yeah. Right. They're making sure they're on the right side of history when this stuff has been going on for the longest and you've been could have stood up. So the same thing we kind of said in the pre-show, you know, about, you know, uh, yes, there is something to there's it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. But there also is a such thing as this is too little too late. And in my opinion, this is too little too late because y'all Trump has been talking crazy for the past four years. And just now, all of a sudden, you know, because of this event that's happened, now you decide, oh, well, maybe we need to do, do something. Sure, this event was crazy. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, you know, making light of all this stuff that happened yesterday. But that's just icing on the cake. That ain't that ain't this ain't the first time. And they could have been did something. So good for you for taking a stand. But, Ooh. you know, uh doing right you're supposed to do right you don't get any kudos for doing the right thing so i'm not giving you any kudos for it good for you but yeah y'all could have been did that i have no passes to give zero zilch none the only solace is that once um 1201 p.m january 20th hits he is now a regular citizen and his account is subject to all of the rules that everyone else is is subjected to. So I think that's what they're trying to say is that, you know, once he's no longer president, he doesn't have the elected official uh, protection. I don't know why elected official needs to have protection on social media anyway. Why should they have special protections? They shouldn't just be allowed to go out and say anything that they want. They should be still subject to the same terms and conditions that everyone else is. But that's a different story for a different day. But uh, yeah, uh, I think we all are woefully aware of why folks are doing what they're doing because two weeks left, they want to be able to say, oh yeah, we took his account. We suspended. They want to be able to write their own narrative. But let me tell you, the North remembers. This revisionist history is not going to work, friends. At right. all. Right. Especially, especially as it relates to the internet, because the internet never forgets. It's forever. <laughs> it's forever. All right. Um, I think that's it on For the Culture. Unless you had anything else you want to talk about, I think. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Yep. Because we are just uh, about an hour. Um, the show went kind of long this week, so I don't know. Um, do you have a hookup? Do you have anything you want to? Uh, take some time to step away from the television. 
you know, don't stay glued onto it 24 24 hours a day, you know, uh, but full disclosure. Uh, once I get done with this podcast, I'm probably going to go right go upstairs, upstairs and, and turn, turn it on off. the news. <laughs> I'm going to hit Twitter as well. <laughs> right. I did. We did take this hour and a half to do the show. To so unplug. that counts as my yeah. stepping away time. But for everybody else, you know, I, it's easy to be glued to this stuff. It's easy to yell it's at the doom TV watch, and get on Twitter. And, yeah. You know, take some time. I ain't saying don't do it. Don't engage in it because, you know, you need to know what's going on and, you know, they make it as easy as ever. But do take some time. Step away from it. You know, hang out with your kids for a second. Play some play some video games. Do the other stuff that we tell normally tell you to step away from. <laughs> step away from the, the news and do the other terrible do stuff. Do some fun <laughs> stuff. You know, do some self-care. You know, Zoom. yeah. Get on Zoom or something. <laughs> Go make a cocktail. Terrence got a new cocktail set. Go make you come up with you yeah, a new exactly. cocktail. You know, do something yeah, to I may just do that to get to give yeah. your mind a little bit of break. Um, I know for me, that looked last night like looking at um, some uh, some videos that I had in my bookmarks on Twitter. Um, there was this trend where people would use kind of like the robot voice, and they would tell the stories of like dogs. Like one dog, he was like he got out and he chewed the doorknob off while the parents left. He was mad because they left him, so he ran outside. So it was like. Just those little things that make you laugh and make you chuckle just to kind of show you that there is good in this world. There are things that we can be happy about. There are things we can smile about. So let's take advantage of those things that do make us smile as well. And that's your hookup for this week. All right. Um, Definitely download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also hit us up on social media. We are at SnobOSCast everywhere, um, uh, meaning Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also catch us um, on YouTube. We're at SnobOSCast. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. That definitely helps us out. And you can also feel free to drop us a line or comments or suggestions um, at our website, which is SnobOSCast.com or hit us in the inbox at snobwestcast at gmail.com. Again, if you want to get on the inside track, join us and become a a Patreon. You can do this at patreon.com slash snobwestcast. And for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to our pre-show content, live taping um, of the show, as well as the ability to chat one-on-one with us. Um, So... I think that's it for this week. Take care of yourself, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.